0: sometimes in life you just need a mulligan and the astros look like they took their mulligan in game three of the yankee series they fall eight to one it wasn't pretty it didn't look good i'm with co-host rg seal and rg just nothing went right for, for him this game and the main thing that i saw was a charlie morton that just got absolutely no luck whatsoever i mean there was bloop hits there was infield singles there was pop fly outfield hits there was a home run by Todd Frazier that looked like he had to scoop it off the ground highlight style uh, off the back end of the home plate I don't even know how he hit that one I'm I'm almost wondering if Todd Frazier has a cork bat after a couple of the hits that he's got in this series because they just don't seem for real to me
1: tonight was one of those nights where you just want to turn off the television if you're watching a game on TV because it just it was pretty much a disaster like you said there and the the Astros you know you're gonna have occasionally games like this in the postseason as good a team that you the Astros are uh, you know occasionally you're gonna have hiccups in the postseason and I guess the bright side of this from what you're saying I I agree with you there was a lot of tough luck for Morton even that home run that that Todd Frazier got he hit kind of down and away, and he puts his bat out there, and it flies out of Yankee Stadium. I mean, really, he made a good pitch. Like you said, had had you know infield hit, a bloop single, and then a home run. All of a sudden, it's three to nothing. And let's also credit the Yankees because CC Sabathia. I mean, still the way that he can. He's a crafty veteran. I I know that Andy Pettit had said that he still talks to CC Sabathia a lot. They're close friends. They're tight, and you could see that cut cut fastball. He still has that cutter and. You know, coming from a lefty at Yankee Stadium, that rings some bells. And, you know, CeCe Sabathia, I I just thought he was excellent there to to uh, every time he got into any kind of trouble, pitched out of it and really held the Astros down and uh, pitched scoreless innings And the Yankees lineup. I mean, they wanted to see Aaron Judge get a home run. He got a home run. And, and the Astros have just been ice cold. I, I mean, they only score two runs, two runs and one run. I mean, we talked about this the other day. The, the offense needs to start showing up.
0: Yeah, their MVP finally showed up in this series, not only the home run, but the great catch by the fence. He makes the diving catch on Cameron Mabin. I know probably people out there might have questioned why Cameron Mabin started the the, the play in the outfield. You might have thought Cameron Mabin should have got to that play. I don't know, but Cameron Mabin did get on base a couple of times with walks and uh, or a single and a walk, I think. And then also, uh, you know, he should have had a hit, except Aaron Judge made a great diving play. If you look at this game though, RG all the way around. I mean, this is there was just a lot of unfortunate stuff that happened. I think where Astros fans are starting to really be concerned though. You have 3 games and the Astros have scored a total of 5 runs. The offense hasn't looked good to this point other than Altuve and Correa and and Altuve and Correa can't continue to carry this team, they need to get something from some other guys. I mean, there was some guys that got some walks and a single here and there, but you need the double and home run, those kind of hits that the Astros hitters are used to getting. I mean, Marwin Gonzalez – George Springer. Marwin hasn't shown up in the playoffs, period. But-
1: well, that's not true. He had that clutch. It was a 2-2 game in in the Boston series, and Marlon Gonzalez had that clutch hit. So, I mean, you can't say he hasn't shown up. He hasn't shown up in the league championship series. I agree with you there.
0: But his numbers overall in the playoffs, yeah, the, the one clutch hit, yeah. But overall, his offensive numbers, you know, are just not good. I mean, Brian McCann's aren't good, Carlos
1: Beltran. Well, Brian McCann and Carlos Beltran weren't in the game on one uh Monday night, so you can't blame them in the game three loss. But you're right, yeah. The, I, the Astros lineup has been atrocious outside of what you mentioned. Uh, Altuve has been all world. I mean, he had a kind of a, a down game for Altuve standards, going hitless in game three. And then you mentioned Correa. Correa has been sensational at the home run and game winning RBI, and he's really picked up the slack there. But for what you're what you're saying. With Springer, this is a guy that's the spark plug for the offense. I mean, we know that, remember, in the series, even against Boston, was the first four batters with the Astros and just how electric the offense was there at the top of the order – and I mean, he really needs to pick it up. He looks like he's in a funk at the plate. He can tend to be a streaky hitter. And, you know, they're going to need George Springer to come up with some clutch hits and to get his back going. Because he kind of like built upon it. If George Springer gets on base, then you either have Reddick or Bregman in the two hole. You got Altuve and Correa who have been sensational, as we mentioned there. It just he's he is the spark plug for the lineup. And we've seen that. I mean, even when he just just hits a home run and uh you know kind of gets things going and uh, he just needs to be more more effective and then you look down the order too like you said Marwan Gonzalez has been struggling uh Brian McCann uh, he's going to get the start because it'll be a right-handed pitcher tomorrow i'm assuming uh, on for game 4 on on Tuesday so i you know there there're definitely guys in the lineup that that need to start pulling their weight and even Carlos Beltran at dh uh, you you're going to I'm assuming it's either going to be Gaddis or or Carlos Beltran in the lineup. I mean, that lower half of the lineup has to start hitting too, and uh, you know, because you're not going to be able to beat the Yankees here.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you can't beat the Yankees when when you're not getting runs. That's of course you can't do that because and this lineup that they have is just uh, of of pitchers that they have. Is legit. I mean, I, I, I see on Twitter Astros fans in total panic. Why at the Astros hitting? Well, the Yankees actually have great pitchers, great arms. They right. throw it harder than anybody else in baseball. They got a great bullpen. We, we know all of that. It, it didn't help also that according to what I heard from Steve Sparks on Buster Olney's podcast on ESPN, the fire alarm went off at the Astros Hotel in New Uh, York City. One of those things.
1: I didn't know about that. That's like the old Red Sox when they played against the Yankees in the fire.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Typical, you know, kind of Yankee shenanigan type stuff. And (laughs) you you, you get that sort of stuff going on. And I I, I just want to say another thing about just I got to protect Charlie Morton a little bit. And I also have to protect Brad Peacock a little bit because, you know, I see Richard Justice Tweeting that the Astros three and four starters in the postseason 10.2 innings, 19 hits, 12 earned runs, five walks, 13 strikeouts, 14.34 ERA. Well, you know, several of those runs are on the Astros bullpen who didn't stop the bleeding when they came in the game. They immediately gave up the runs that the Astros starters uh, left on base, and, and Will Harris. One of the the, the big culprits, De- definitely in this game, Will Harris,
1: just is not the same guy in the postseason. Well, but I, I want to say something there about that, too, because when Will Harris comes in the game, when you have the bases loaded right there, part of it is also Gaddis because you have that pass ball that goes by. I know that, I mean, Harris wants to feel comfortable that he can throw, uh, you know, his breaking pitches down in the zone, and all of a sudden with, with Gaddis, you know, he just I mean, with his glove, he tried to put his glove down there and it, it's a pass ball. So immediately then you have the base open. So then he's not comfortable as he he also didn't get the call with uh, Aaron Judge on, on a breaking pitch that we also saw that was called earlier in the game. I mean, throughout the game, it seemed low uh, on the outside of the zone that the umpire was calling that he didn't get that. Plus the pass ball, I think it made and he was shaking off Gattis, too. I think it made him, you know, uh. For whatever reason, throw a pitch that hung up there that Aaron Judge just crushed. And yeah, I mean, I definitely, Will Harris isn't the same pitcher, but let's also look at the situation. If you're going to look at it for Charlie Morton, you also have to look at it there. And he was coming into a situation where the bases loaded. And and let's face it, Evan Gaddis is a below average catcher, and it's things like that. And your, your pitchers that are up there, they're not going to be comfortable if they know that it potentially can be a pass ball right there, especially with men on base. I mean, if that had been a close game, like one or two, I mean, it was already kind of going out of hand there. So, I mean, you kind of like, OK, another run. But, you know, in a close game, you would have been kicking over trash cans.
0: Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about Will Harris, but giving up the home run to Aaron Judge and I don't know whose call it was, but you don't throw him a fastball when you got two strikes. The numbers just say he's not good with breaking pitches, and 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 I, I, you could say that's Evan Gaddis. But as a as a pitcher, RG, you know the the problem with that theory is that as a pitcher, you can always shake a guy off, and and right. and that's and, and a lot of times. The, these pitches sometimes are, are, are also called in the dugout,
1: so we don't know who it is. You can blame Evan Gaddis if you want to for everything in life. No, I'm not blaming. I mean, the guy's a great bat, but I mean, he's. A, I'm saying catching, and that's a big important component of the game, and why they're keeping Centeno on the roster. And, they're, and they also, Brian McCann is getting the majority of starts, even though, I mean, he has a post season experience and, and hasn't been hitting. But, I mean, we saw again tonight where there's some problems with Evan Gattis. He has some shortcomings, shortcomings and deficiencies behind the plate. And that's why I'm just saying you can't blame, just like with before where you're saying with Morton and tough luck and pitches, if you look at that again, go watch that at bat again. I mean, Will Harris didn't get a call on a really close pitch that had been called earlier in the evening. And then he also... I, that was where the pass ball was as well, too. So, I, I mean, that that's going to affect you if your catcher just let you ha- have a pass ball go by. So then you just don't feel as comfortable throwing it, you know, down in the zone because then, wait, another runner could, could advance there. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it's... Hey, we could go back and forth over and over again,
0: and you could tell me about tonight, and I can tell you about Will Harris and what I've seen him in the postseason. And that was my point. It's not just tonight. It's not just tonight. Will Harris in the postseason is not a good pitcher. And he hasn't been a good pitcher with the Astros. He's been great in the regular season. He hasn't been on the same also since the injury. We know that. This bullpen scares the hell out of you. Uh, Luckily, the Astros didn't have to use it the first couple of games. But now it's going to get a little bit tricky because at some point, you're going to have to use this bullpen. And at some point, they're going to have to do something
1: good out there. Let Let me back you off the ledge right here, okay? Because, I mean, I think that at least a couple of things here, okay? First of all... It was good that uh, in tonight's game three, uh, because we're recording this on Monday night, that the Astros were able to put Colin McHugh in the game and he was able to pitch several innings and they weren't uh, having to waste other relievers in this game. So that means for games four and five, the Astros, they're going to be starting Lance McCullers. We haven't talked about that yet, but they're going to be starting Lance McCullers in game four. They still have Brad Peacock. Uh, and then they, they can go to Joe Musgrove. They still have Chris Davinsky and, then of course, Ken Giles. So and then in a game five, it would be Dallas Keuchel again. And you could still use many of those same guys from the bullpen. And so you really want to be depending upon a Will Harris, maybe, of course, a lefty matchup. Or really, you know, even though we don't even want to think about it, potentially there could be a, a Liriano or even a, a Gregerson coming into the game. But as, as far as the guys that you mentioned Who's looked good besides Ken Giles, though? And Ken Giles hadn't looked exactly Well, I perfect. mean, I think still Musgrove is somebody that looked good towards the end of the regular season. And, but and in Ken the playoffs,
0: Giles- he, he he's – no, he had some hiccups in the play. Look, there's nobody that you have any confidence in besides Ken Giles. And you can tell me all you want to about these other guys, but I'm just telling you the, this bullpen scares the hell out of you. I don't care. And, and here's what I think is going to happen – if, if whatever, okay. you know, if you can make this game interesting with McCullers and he's got to come out, it's Peacock and Giles is finishing off the game in game four. They're not going to anybody else. I
1: absolutely do not believe that because look, Joe Musgrove and Chris Tabensky, I, I, you know, if, if they're in a, there, there are guys that, that can come in there. They've been effective for most of the season. And I know I've had some hiccups here in the playoffs, but you can't you can I mean because you might need those guys in the game 5 too if Keichel goes 7 innings and you I mean or 6 innings and you need to get to uh Giles there too. You don't want Giles pitching 2 innings 2 days in a row. So you're going to need to have some guy and, and Peacock's not going to pitch 4 or 5 innings. I mean you're going to need to have some of these other guys be effective and and you don't know even with Lance McCullers within A couple of innings, he might be out of there. You might have to go to Peacock for three or four innings, and then you have to go to these other guys in the bullpen. Yeah, if it it
0: becomes a blowout, yeah, you're going to have to depend on these guys, and the game is probably over. But McCullers can go five innings, and then you can throw Peacock three innings, and then that gets you to Giles, and that's fair.
1: Well, I mean, that's if that's your best-case scenario, but I'm not sure that the Astros are going in there tomorrow, like uh, the piggyback tandem rotation. I still think that they, they have confidence it's not the greatest, you're right. I mean, but they're going to have to use Davinsky and they're going to have to use Musgrove. These were two of the better. Davinsky was an all star. And then Musgrove was, he, it, with his numbers in the second half of the season, he was one of the best relievers in the American League. So you have to. I know that they've had their struggles in the Red Sox series. And, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Musgrove in, in, in that series. But you have to be able to use him well-rested now, having those arms at his disposal. They're going to get some action because you have three straight games here. And again, as, as disappointing as it was, the Astros really only burned. They, they burned their starter, Charlie Morton. They burned Will Harris, who you don't even want to see anymore. So if they wanted to bring him in, I mean, it's not anybody that you want to see. And then McHugh pitched four innings. So McHugh kind of gave them the, the length that they needed so that now over the next few two games, they can use the guys that they do have relievers that they believe in besides Giles. I mean, most of the season, Davinsky and Musgrove and 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 I still and. With Again, Peacock now is going to be a bullpen weapon because they're starting Lance McCullers. So between these next two games, those are going to be the guys that they go to. And and not only that, they're well-rested. So I think that that's an important thing.
0: You and I, I think, will both agree on this, hopefully. Brian McCann should be the starting catcher every single game in the playoffs. And Evan Gattis, if you, could, you were supposed to play him, but you were supposed to DH him for Beltran and you leave Marwin Gonzalez in left field and you don't mess with Cameron Maben in this series.
1: What do you think? Well, it also depends on matchups and numbers because I mean, if you look at certain numbers with Beltran, I mean, he still hits right-handed pitching. He got the double at the end of the, the Boston Red Sox series uh, he's a guy that can come in. He takes good at bats. So I, I mean, depending about with Sonny Gray, I haven't looked at the numbers here. I haven't looked at the splits.
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about this, this pat, this, this game three. I'm just speaking in terms of game three. Oh,
1: game, game three. But that was a lefty on the mound with CC Sabathia. So yes, yeah. But my ac- point
0: is, I don't, I don't care if it was a lefty. I I want Brian McCann behind home plate. I thought you and I could at least agree on that—that that he should be behind. Well, home no, plate. I,
1: I I well I like Brian McCann behind home plate for his defense. That's what I'm
0: saying, though. I think he should have. St- I think you'd stick with him the entire series behind home plate, even if he's struggling as a hitter. He's too valuable defensively and for this pitching staff. Agree or disagree? Yeah, well, I,
1: I don't think that I don't think after today's game and game three that. I think that you're right. I think that Brian McCann needed a rest. Look, he's caught every single game of the postseason. I know that there's days off and all of this, but maybe you also just needed a mental break because he's been struggling at the plate. So you give him two days off. He caught the the Verlander and the Keiko games, of course. The Astros won. He's a veteran. They're two. They're two consecutive day games, and then you'd be coming back for a game six on a Friday, a uh, potential game seven on a Saturday. So. Yes, I, I think that uh, from this point out, I, I do not want to see Evan Gattis behind the plate again. No, nothing against him. He's a great hitter. I want to see him up at bat, and I want to see him taking swings. I just would prefer to see McCann behind the plate.
0: It wouldn't have mattered because they still would have lost, I think. But...
1: Yeah, pretty much nothing would matter mattered tonight. I mean, we're, we're going through all these scenarios, but once the Yankees basically put... Well, it turns out two runs on the board, that that swing from Todd Frazier was pretty much all that they needed. But but let's not forget about something, too, that, like you said, everything went wrong for the Astros, but everything went right for the Yankees, and they play well at home. And anybody who thought, I mean, none of us here, we've been Houston fans long enough, the Astros weren't going to come in and win four straight and sweep the Yankees. The Yankees beat the Cleveland Indians down 2-0, they played elimination games, they they. Uh, you know, beat the best team that many consider the best team in all of baseball and they beat them three straight. They they, they've been a great home team all season long. They were hot in September. They're playing well right now and they've got a tough lineup top to bottom. I mean, there's really there's no guy in that lineup that you're like, okay, I want to pitch to that guy because Gardner gives you tough at bats. Then now Judge is heating up again. I mean, I know Sanchez is struggling and hasn't had a hit. He's like the George Springer or uh, Marwin Gonzalez, you know, just having a funk right now. But this is a guy that, you know, when healthy, he hit what 33 home run, runs during the season. And then you even go down to like their bottom hitters. There, I mean, I know a, a Chase Headley's hitting 270 for the season. He's been, you know, struggling, but it finally picked up a hit. And and then you also have Todd Frazier. I mean, how's that? That you know, here's another guy who hits a lot of home runs. And saw it tonight. That was the difference with the Astros. So if you just look up and down the Yankees lineup, and they also have a really good bullpen, as we know. So I, you know, I think the one thing that we can also say about this, I don't know what you think about it, but at least Dylan Batonsis was an all-star. You talk about like somebody that that comes in in the ninth inning, he's got an 8-0 lead, he walks the first two batters. I mean, Joe Girardi's not going to use him at all. I mean, if there was any question, if he maybe got on track, if he had a one, two, three inning, you might have seen him again this series. I'm, I'm sure Astros fans are saying, yes, please put him in. But the guy throws 99, 100 miles per hour to not have that weapon in the bullpen, to basically use a roster spot on a guy that you, you're afraid of going to. I mean, that's, that's better for the Astros because it, I think, I mean, people will say, well, he's struggling right now. You want to face him. But if he, if he did get his mind right, I mean, you wouldn't want to face a guy who can throw the way that he does 100 miles per hour. Like, he's a right-handed type of Araldus Chapman.
0: You sure hope this thing didn't go seven games because Charlie Morton's your starter in game seven, RG.
1: You know, I don't know about that. Because Colin McHugh pitched uh, Game Three and, and he had four innings, and I mean there there is the option, and you could also do somebody on three days rest too. Let's say Mc, 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 I don't want to say McCullers only goes three or four innings, but there's a chance that you know if he if he pitches sixty seventy pitches, that'll be on all hands on deck. We don't even want to think about that potential scenario because I mean the Astros are still in the driver's seat. Let's again let's let's calm down. Uh, let's not hyperventilate over you know one loss. It's a seven-game series. You kind of have it's unlike a five-game series. You you kind of have a little bit to play with. And the Astros had a game to play with here. They had two zero. They they've held their serve at home. And and the Yankees play really well at home. And they they came out and they they played an excellent ball game. And you have to just sometimes tip your cap to the op- opposition. And now you have uh, games four and five. And you you basically got to be able to get one because what you don't want to do is go back to Houston. And have to win both games basically you're down three to two and uh you, i mean the astros have been in that situation before and, and don't want to be in that again astros lose
0: eight to one uh just nothing went right hopefully uh you, you you if you're listening to this tuesday later this afternoon you'll get to see some better baseball than this uh astros still up two to one in the series uh this was our game three post game hopefully some better stuff don't forget we just had a Rockets preview with Adam Spillane from Sports Radio 610. Go check that out. We also just put up a podcast with Desmond Hewell from Cougar Radio talking about the Houston Cougars uh, football season and where it's going with new coach Major Applewhite. And also, you got to keep listening to Locked On Texans because we're going to keep giving you five podcasts a week through the bye week. And we got Travis Johnson. Former Texans player is coming on with us, and that'll be for Wednesday's show. So you'll want to hear what Travis has to say about you know, his career with the Texans. That should be fun. So lots of good stuff. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. For more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.